Good evening to you. It is Thursday, February 16th. Uh, Purdue just lost by 14, uh, 14 points in Maryland, uh, at Maryland. It just seemed like more points than that. Um, probably because it probably should have been more than that. I'll talk about uh, why they lost the way they did and uh, dig in a little deeper. But before I do, let me, uh, I feel bad actually thanking sponsors when I'm in this bad of mood just because I don't want them to be lumped in with this. But through the good and through the bad, um, it's only produced fourth loss on the season. So pretty good season still. But boy, boy, they're at a crossroads. So thanks to our sponsors. I'm wearing a shirt from one of our sponsors. Thanks to uh, Martin Vintage. Uh, head over to martinvintage.com. Get a t-shirt, get a sweatshirt. Um, enter boiled at checkout uh, for 15% off. Um and when you're on campus, uh, Purdue's next game is home. They're, they're, thank God they're back home uh, versus Ohio State. Head over to AJ's on Vine, uh, edajs.com if you want to order ahead. Uh, talk to my friend Adam if he's out there running around. You know what he looks like. Uh, he's a good guy. They've got a great staff there. got TVs so you can uh, enjoy some other games before uh, you head over to Mackey. edajs.com. So Purdue uh, drops their fourth game of the season, <clears throat> and in mid-February, that's that's a pretty nice place to be. But we all know that this this event isn't isolated. Purdue's lost three of four now, and the um, and the way they're losing is getting progressively worse. So versus IU, I can jog your memory a bit. Versus IU it was really a one-possession game. Purdue had the ball with a chance to, I believe, tie it. Uh, or take the lead. I think they were down two. And they turned it over, and IU scored on a, a breakout dunk, um, breakaway dunk, whatever you want to call it. Um, then at Northwestern, uh, Purdue wilted under the pressure of many things uh, down the stretch, which was unusual for a Purdue team. Really, this Purdue team hasn't done that much this season, <clears throat> hasn't wilted uh, down the stretch. In fact, one of their... their um, telltale characteristics. One of the, the things that really defined this team was their ability to handle pressure. Um, the guards uh, seemingly were <clears throat> impervious to it, especially early in the season. Um, and then tonight, uh, Purdue completely was dismantled in the final, what, nine minutes, 10 minutes, something like that. There was really uh, no doubt Purdue was going to lose uh, at about the seven-minute mark. I think it was a 20-point game, 22-point game, something like that. I could go back and look at the game cast to, to be specific, but I'm not going to do it right now. If you're here, you're probably, uh, uh, thanks to the people that are tuning in live, really appreciate you guys. Tough uh, tough thing to, to, to do after a game like that, but maybe you're like me. So I, I got to tell you, I can review a little bit <clears throat> why... Jay and I started this site uh, 17 years ago, 16 years ago, 16 and a half years ago, 16 and a half years ago, was one of the reasons was the catharsis of, um, after a loss, being able to talk amongst your friends. And we used to have an email thread and we would talk on Monday. And it was really more about Purdue football at that time because Purdue football was, was relatively a, a newly successful entity to us. Um, I mean, that's not true. That's not, that's not fair. Um, they were... Um, there was more novelty to it. That's not fair. Purdue, Purdue basketball has been uh, very successful for much of life, it really except for a couple blips. I think, judging on what I'm looking at, okay, I think we're in a, we as Purdue fans are in kind of an unusual 
stanza here. Purdue doesn't do this very often, collapse in February. In fact, the times they've collapsed in February are, are pretty tough to find. Generally, Matt Painter and Gene Cady before him kind of owned February. Um, last year, Purdue lost two, uh, two games down the stretch in the final, I think, three or four. One of them was to number 10, Wisconsin at Wisconsin. Another one was at Michigan State. They lost by a total of six points. But what they're doing here, what they're doing here is the, if you believe in momentum and you, and you watch a lot of sports, you've played sports, Purdue's momentum is gone. And that's an interesting thing. So they're at that, uh, I say they're at a crossroads. They're at a, um, at a tipping point, however you want to say it. They've got to decide what the season's going to be for them. Um, and just beating Ohio State really isn't enough to rectify the thing. I thought tonight was a very important game coming in. Uh, I almost uh, did a quick cast this afternoon. I still want to – let me do something real quick before I get <clears throat> much more into the game. I want to say how much I appreciate and respect um, some of the, the cool heads on the Purdue team. If you've seen some of the videos that came out after the Northwestern game um, – Gillis was absolutely in the middle of a mob. And the mob was one of those things where the whole thing was flexing, right? Um, and he pushed some guy, some students, and, and uh, I'd say, yep, you got to push your way out of there because if you don't, who knows? You're outnumbered thousands to one. <clears throat> so he pushed some guys, but he didn't throw any punches. And he's a, he's a big, strong guy. Uh, if he throws some punches, he probably gets arrested, changes the entire trajectory of the season. Uh, Zach Eady kept his head as well. Uh, Coach Painter even kept his head. Uh, all of them decided to bite their tongues in post game, and kind of deal with uh, the high emotion they had. They were all angry. They were all let down. And so the so coming into this game, I thought, what do you do with that anger? And I keep saying this. I'll keep saying this. A loss isn't just by itself. It doesn't just sit on an island. A loss is part of a season, right? And what do they do with this thing? I remember years and years ago when, when the baby boilers were, uh, were uh, kind of starting to set fire in a good way to the Purdue basketball program. They lost to Wofford in December. And that game seemed awful because Purdue wasn't looking great early in that season. They lost to Offord, Wofford, and that kind of galvanized the team. They got together, and I think they all asked the question, what do you guys want this season to be? Well, Purdue's team has to do the same thing right now. The one thing that's really, really interesting, one really, really great silver lining that comes out of tonight, Braden Smith, if, if all you guys want to say he hit the freshman wall because many Boiled Sports uh, team members, many of uh, the, the Boiled Sports people um, said that he had hit the freshman wall along with Fletch Lawyer. Um, if he hit that wall, I said this on Twitter, if he hit that wall, it was a brick wall and he blasted through it and he did it by sheer will. Tonight, he was the go-to guy. He was the one guy that if Purdue needed a bucket, they'd get it from him. And they got it from a bunch of different ways. He was shooting pretty well. He had an air ball, um, but he was shooting pretty well. He was driving the ball very well. He was great on defense. He had an amazing block shot um, from behind where um, uh, I can't remember. I think it was first was in the blocks on a Maryland player. I tried to pump fake, went up. Smith came from behind, just destroyed the ball. Probably popped it. A little joke. Um, but Braden Smith um, did everything he could tonight. Um, Zach Eady's struggling. He's clearly struggling. At the end of the game, he was doing he was doing some of his old bad habits, meaning not getting squared up before he uh, shoots that hook. Now, 
was the poor was there poor officiating? Yes, there was. Um, Maryland didn't have a foul called him in the first sixteen minutes. Um, so so I'm like kind of damned if I do, damned if I don't. I hope you guys understand this. Last game, I said I didn't want to. Uh, I don't want to complain about officials after a loss because it seems like sour grapes. I okay. I really am very okay with complaining about officials after a win, like making that the theme because it matters. Because you want to complain when you're in a position from of power. Um, Big Ten officials are horrible when you're on the road. They just are, and tonight was no exception. Um, Maryland, I think they had four fouls in the first half that were legit, and then they had a bunch of cheap ones at the end they were just trying to use up. But you you don't run a press, and you don't you're not the smaller team without fouling. It doesn't work that way in basketball, and I watched it with my own eyes. It doesn't work that way. Is that the reason Purdue lost? No, not even close. We can, we can blame officials and say they changed the tenor of a game, but at some point, Purdue's got to say, you got to deal with this crap. This is college basketball. And it is. This, is. this is what college basketball has become. This is what it is. My dad said this 20-something years ago. I think I told some of you guys, maybe you've heard it, that he can't stand watching college basketball because the officiating affects the way the game is played so much. You don't just come in and play the game. You play within the constraints of what that crew decides to do. In the second half, they started off and they called an uneven game. Again, well, that's not true. It's like they there was a switch that was flipped, right? In the first four minutes, Purdue's playing a very wide-open game. They're moving the ball well and moving without the ball, and then everything changes. Then they start blowing whistles. Um, Gillis gets a tech called, which the thing that's amazing to me, you can, you can be angry at a play and you can say, okay, the refs are going to call a tight whistle. Tech him up when a guy does something when he's demonstrative. Okay, fine. A second later, a second later, one of the Maryland power forwards got mad going to break, and he was yelling as he was going to the bench back at the court. And I don't know if he's yelling at Purdue. I don't know who he's yelling at, but the refs didn't have any issue with that. That was not an issue. But with Gillis, that tech was, whoo, that was the point that changed everything. After that, the game went to hell. Um, and... Um, uh, Andy Mesmerel, buddy says they've lost their swagger. Freshmen look tired. Andy, Braden Smith was incredible. I don't know if you can lump the, all the freshmen together. You can say he looked tired, but Braden Smith was absolutely the only thing Purdue had going for minute spans, minutes at a time. So I don't think you can do that. I think you can say Fletch Lawyer has hit a wall. I think it's official. I think we're at three games now where he has either missed a bunch of shots or not been able to generate any space. He's getting knocked down a lot. He's not getting up very quickly. Um, I counted four fouls um, early in the game where he was driving or trying to run off picks where he just got knocked on his shoulders, not his ass. He's a very light guy, um, and they wouldn't call it. Or he would drive, he would get beaten up, and they wouldn't call it. Um, so... There is something happening here. These guys are all tired. I mean, Edie looks tired, but this is the whole thing. Nothing is a uh, fuel. Nothing is a uh, an adrenaline boost like winning and winning a game you're not supposed to. You've seen it if you've been here a while, meaning around Purdue basketball a while. When Purdue gets on one of those runs, back in February, like um, I can think of different seasons, but one of them was the Baby Boilers junior season, no, senior season, when Hummel wasn't playing, and that team hit the rhythm. They had a lot of games they had to play in a close uh, proximity to one another. But they, boy, they, they powered through it because they were like, okay, bigger things are happening. Um, this team is the exact opposite right now. Right now they are struggling mentally. They are struggling physically. 
they have had games that are in closer proximity. Right now, they're in a normal rhythm of a Big Ten season where you're playing a weeknight game, a weekend game, a weeknight game, a weekend game. Two weeks in a row, Thursday, Sunday. Plenty of time to get in there, take a deep breath. Um, but the freshmen do look like freshmen. Uh, I'll say that. Um, except Smith played so damn well. I, I, I can't say that. Lawyer looks like a freshman. And it might be, uh, I don't know what to do there. It, it, maybe it's time for Painter to just give the things a little bit of shakeup, have Lawyer come off the um, have Lawyer come off the bench and maybe start uh, Big Dave. I don't know. This is why he gets paid a ton of money. Something's got to be shaken up, though. I think going with the same exact formula, it's, it's not working right now. And I'm not one of these people that says, oh, they figured out the formula. The formula has Purdue beating themselves. They're turning the ball over a lot early in games. I mean, Edie had a turnover in the first 20 seconds. And then I think he had a second turnover about a minute and a half, two minutes later. Um, I'll look at the stats now because I've talked a lot. Got a little windy. But uh, like I said, Purdue uh, loses 54 to 68. Felt a lot worse than that. Uh, they followed 23 and 4. Still pretty damn good. But, uh, but I wonder how the computers are going to rely or give this one. It's funny. Somebody said before the game if Purdue handled their business and beat Maryland by a significant amount, they could have lost two quad one, or they could have lost a quad one win early in the season. Oh, two, if in that case. They would have lost two because it was possible Maryland could have gotten dropped down to the next line. Well, no problem there. That, this, is a, this is a quad one loss, and earlier was a quad one win, definitely now. Um, but Purdue is, uh, like I said, I think they're teetering. Not like, I mean, uh, let's just not make things into a bigger deal than they are. Um, I, I mean, you can't live and die by this stuff. I'm too old to do that. You're too old to do that, probably, even if you're in your teens. I'll just give you some advice. You can't live and die by this stuff, but boy, that sucks to lose a game that badly with this team because this team has been so much different and it's not, uh, they don't have dents in the armor. They have, uh, the armor has been, has been ripped open. There's lots of vulnerability now. Um, so uh, referring back to Braden Smith, he had 18 points. He had three rebounds. He had three assists. He had two steals. He had a block. He only had two turnovers. So you can say whatever you want. If you want to paint the broad brush, say all the freshmen are hitting a wall. I think that's foolishness. I don't think it's fair. Braden Smith played great. And I don't have the minutes uh, there, uh, how many minutes he played, but he played a lot of minutes like he does every damn game. Painter gave him a nice long break early in the half. I think Jenkins came in. Jenkins made a uh, – he, he looked like he was struggling against the press more than, more than Smith was. Smith, again, is the only guy that seems to be able to handle the press. And early in the season when they could handle the press, it was because Smith was doing it. Let's make no bones about it. Great news is he is a freshman, and we got lots of years ahead of this, and he's going to get better and better. He and Lawyer both are going to bulk up. They're going to be stronger next year. They're going to look like even different players. But <clears throat> um, Lawyer, six points. Um, let's see. Not a lot of turnovers. One turnover, but only six points, and he only – I think he only shot the ball. Yeah, he only shot the ball nine times. Two for nine. Edie, uh, 18 points. Uh, here's the big difference, though. Eight rebounds. I guess that's kind of close to his average, but um, let me put this right into the into the next point. Purdue got beaten on the glass badly tonight. That is a huge deal for this Purdue team. I think they've only gotten beaten on the glass once this year, and it was like by two or three boards. They got beaten on the glass by 13 boards tonight. And we can say whatever we want about officiating and whatever. Getting beaten by 13 on the board against a team that doesn't have the size that you do, it's a big deal. Okay, Purdue shot their free throws well, but they only shot 10 of them. They didn't get to the line a lot. Uh, Purdue shot three-pointer horribly, two of 13 from the line. 
Um, let's see. Off the bench, Brandon uh, Newman played a pretty promising game, I'd say. He had, a, he had an important three that felt like it could have kept the game from just falling apart uh, about six, seven minutes into the second half, if I remember correctly. And it didn't, it didn't keep things together. Uh, things did fall apart. Uh, Kaufman is struggling. He, I, I would say if you want to, uh, he's struggling with the physical nature, which is funny. He looked so good in the early season wanting that contact. Now that contact is really, it's different. Um, it's obviously different when there's, when it's the Wild West in the lane, which it is every night in the Big Ten on the road. He's getting beaten on pretty good and he's not handling it well. That's all there is to it. Um, first zero points, um, one rebound. Uh, yeah, Morton, zero points, no steals, one assist, four rebounds. Maryland took the fight to Purdue. Maryland won going away. So uh, next up, Purdue plays Ohio State uh, at Purdue. Just if you want to look at, down the stretch, I'll, I'll go over the season. I'll go over the remaining schedule real quickly. Um, Ohio State at home on Sunday. Uh, then they have an entire week rest before that's uh, six days before IU comes to Mackey. And if you can handle your business versus Ohio State and at least hold things together enough to get a victory, maybe that week is a week where they can figure some things out, have internal meetings, watch film to say, what were we doing differently then versus now? The problem that I have, the thing I think that's happening is just the fact that veterans, when I say veterans, that's a very long term. It used to be veterans was might be a four or five year difference from a freshman to a senior. Six, six tops, right? Six year senior tops. Now, veterans are old, right? These guys are 23 years old. And I think, um, I believe, lawyer is 19 years old. So you're a 26-year-old, 25-year-old, whatever ridiculous number you've got because all the extra eligibility so many people have. And Purdue's taking advantage of it too. Jenkins is not a young guy. I think it's his sixth year out of high school. Um, but that's a big difference. That's a big difference. Those guards are men, and a year ago, he was playing against guys some nights that were about my height. I mean, I'm five four, but he was playing five seven, five eight guys. Yeah, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a night where you can really do some damage when you're six two to six four. I think he's grown a little bit this year, so he's probably six four now. He's probably six two last year. Um, it's a big difference, big difference. So you've got Ohio State at at Mackey, Indiana at Mackey, Wisconsin in the Kohl Center, and then Senior Day versus Illinois at Mackey again. There you go. Um, and I think the bigger thing, the worst thing for me is they've affected their seating. That's the thing that bothers me more than anything uh, about tonight's game. Um, I, I, and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, <clears throat> but I really wanted that one or two seed. Um, that's always the thing for me. And I thought, so, th so another thing, they're one game up. If you're, if you're a big, big 10 um, uh, championship person, like that's a big deal to you. They're one game up. With um, with five games to play, is that what I said? One, two, four games to play? Gosh darn it, doesn't matter. But but they've got plenty of ways to win this Big Ten championship, if that's your thing. My whole thing is, got to win four out of five here, I think. I think it's five games. Uh, one, two, four. Got to win three out of four games. <clears throat> got to win three out of four games. Got to win your first game in the Big Ten tournament to even have a chance at a high seed in the NCAA tournament, in my opinion. Um, and that's really my whole, uh, my focus right now. So um, I'm not going to go through, um, 
Yeah, I'm not going to go through all the comments because I disagree with a lot of things that are being said, and I don't want to get angry tonight. I'm already, I've already had frustration, let myself simmer down. I'm not going to do it. But I do appreciate everybody's tuning in really very much. Uh, let me see something really quickly. Um, but I appreciate all you guys who tune in live. Um, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Maybe I'll have a, maybe I'll have a um, uh, some sort of quick cast before the Ohio State game, but that's Sunday evening. Um, I think Sunday evening. Nope. Sunday afternoon, 1 p.m. Sunday afternoon, 1 p.m. And if you're, if you're, uh, um, if you're like a lot of Purdue fans, you're excited to you get your ticket. It's a big, it's an expensive ticket to have right now. So good for you. Uh, enjoy the game. I do not have tickets for this one. And uh, it's not because I don't want them. But uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, like I said, it's one loss. These are just three losses. They've got four on the season. And they don't sit out there. Uh, Andy, you're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Good to hear from you, too. Hope you and your family are well. Um, <clears throat> but... Um, it's one loss. They have four losses on a season. Guys like Andy Mesmer and I, he's a, he's a fellow uh, late, 90s, um, uh, late 90s grad. You're welcome, Michael Hogg. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Ben Cotton. I, okay, I'll read that comment because, uh, again, if you want to get a burger and you want to get a pint and you want to get some, some delicious junk food, you go to AJ's. AJ's on Vine. Do that. And, uh, yeah, so... Potentially very good days ahead still, or potentially some days that are heartbreakers ahead. I don't know how else to say it, um, but I do. Uh, I mean, I think Purdue has a lot of work left to get the seed that I was hoping for this year. My beard is lumpy, and I just noticed that. I, it's almost bad to have a monitor uh, when you look at that. Uh, maybe time to. Maybe I need. Maybe I need a change. Maybe I'm the problem with Purdue's recent run. Ms. Boiler Dab, should I shave my beard? She doesn't like that. So, uh, but God bless you. Hammer down. Talk to you soon. Um, uh, we'll see you either after the Ohio State game or maybe before, but that's probably not likely. I'm going to be venting for a while. God bless you. Hammer down. We'll see you. I don't know.